0: Good evening Aston Villa fans. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host Chad Williams. First of all before we get started if you're new to the channel please hit subscribe and you can follow me on all audio platforms as well. This evening I'm joined by my special guest, Rich Sutherland, who is the host of the Villa Park podcast. I'll be doing the pre match talk show Middlesbrough versus Aston Villa, FA Cup third round. Saturday is a 5 30 pm kickoff. Aston Villa. Have won the FA Cup seven times, which is an incredible record, but they haven't won the competition since 1957, which is a long time now. In this season's competition, can Aston Villa get a good cup run? And can, and can they move on from the last season's disappointment? against Stevenage, we will find out on Saturday, see if we get through to the next round, I'm happy to have you on the show tonight, Rich how are you? I'm
1: very well Chad, Um, very very well, I'm excited to, uh, to be on the pod chatting, chatting the FA Cup and yeah it doesn't make for good reading that we haven't won in the FA Cup, uh, third round since uh, I think it's eight years now, so um, yeah. yeah, it's about time that we put that right. Um, I know we're we're having a great season, but it would be good to at least get one or two wins in the FA Cup.
0: It's amazing to think that in 1957 we won it the seventh time, and that's what that's not that was back then. Exactly, exactly.
1: It's it, it is you know it's. In a lot of ways, it's not really not really great for a club of Villa stature to have waited or have to wait so long. I know we've been to a few semi-finals. Um, obviously the 2015, I think it was the the last time we at the semi-final at the, semif- uh, the final. Story. I went to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a brilliant semi-final. Obviously, you know, beating Liverpool, but then we we kind of we stunk the place out in the in the final. Um, <laughs> And then obviously, yeah, we, we, we got to the final in 2000 and that was a bit of a damp squib as well. So, you know, I don't know whether we, I was talking about on my podcast the other day and you know, there's some fans that are like, I don't really, you know, care if we go out or or whatever, we've got, you know, bigger things to be concentrating on, but I'm of the opinion that if we can make it through till the the fifth Mm -hmm. or sixth round, you know, we haven't really got too many other games to focus on. Um. So let's let's go for it the, the, at least the early rounds and then we can decide, you know, when it gets to the, the quarterfinals, you know, what, what we do. So and winning and winning bre breeds confidence, mm-hmm. so why not?
0: Does it go in the FA cut? You got the third round, Cass. I've got bad memories of that Steve game. guy.
1: <laughs> Haven't we all, mate? Haven't we
0: all? It's I mean that state. was
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean that was I, that, I mean, now you look at it, you know, you look at the whole year under Unai Emery, or or more than a year under Unai Emery, and you just think, how did that game happen? You know, like, it was, I know he made a few changes, but it was so out of character for how we've been since he's come in the door. Um you know, it was just one of those games, I think, just, just, I don't know, you can't really explain it. We, we played. I know we made changes, but it was a good enough team to to beat them. Stevenage played very well on the day um, and they, they kind of caught us a bit cold at certain times. So, you know, fair play to them, but that just shows you what the FA Cup is like. And, you know, we can't take this game on Saturday lightly. I know Middlesbrough in a bit of a, yeah. bit of a dodgy spell and I know they've got the Carabao Cup semi-final to cut, Contend with in a few in a few days after the, this this FA Cup. So, you know, some things are pointing in our favour, but we certainly can't take them lightly.
0: Because at Emory, you that Stevenage guy, that's one of his biggest regrets. And we didn't have many low points, really. No, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. I mean, that's interesting. You said that. I didn't. I didn't really. Know, I didn't know that, to be honest, and. I guess it's one of those things that it does make sense because we know what he's like with the cup competitions. We know what he's like with wanting to win silverware for whatever club he's at. So yeah, it does make sense that he would he would really be frustrated and and you know want to put that right for for this for this season.
0: Well, I don't talk about the festive period because it hasn't been the best. i probably would say, but we still sit second in the premier league so overall what is your assessment from our festive period how would you describe it's been
1: um i would probably say satisfactory um that would be probably my word um when you look at it we've been in in those all those games we could have easily won them all we could have easily lost them all. <laughs> we could have, you know, we could have easily drew them all. So, to, I guess to to draw one, lose one, and win one is probably a, a, about right for those games in 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 the situation that that they were. Um, you know, obviously, if you look at the where the teams were, where the teams are in the in the league table, mm-hmm. to draw against Sheffield United is a disappointing result. Um, to throw away a two-goal lead against Man United in the in the situation that they're in and lose three-two is a disappointing mm-hmm. result. And then obviously a win against Burnley is a, is a good result. Don't get me wrong, but in the kind of manner that we had to that we had to do it is a little bit too kind of close for comfort. So yeah, it was it was probably satisfactory that we got four points because if you look at all the other teams around us. They all dropped points. They all lost game, lost or drew games that they shouldn't have done. So, I just think it was, you know, the the, the way it works in 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 the Christmas period. It always happens every year. I don't know, you know, why people are surprised. Teams always yeah. get beat off, of teams that they're not expected to 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 lose to, and the Boxing Day game always throws up, you know, dodgy results and. But like, if you look at December as a whole, you know, I know Emery's been nominated yeah. for manager manager of the month today. You know, fourteen points from the seven games. Obviously, another two games in the Conference League as well. Yeah. So nine games across the month for the for the players. I think they can. I think they can hold their heads up really high. But yeah, festive period. I'd say you know, satisfactory, and then you know, take it from there.
0: Because as a top two, performance is not always going to be perfect. So what I look about,
1: you know, Emre, do you for wise to win? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, and that's one of the great things about him as a coach and a manager. You know, he's not afraid to, to make the big decisions. He's not afraid to make the big calls. You know, he'll, he'll make changes at half time in games. He will, you know, bring on three or four, three substitutions at a time. Uh, he'll take players off who you you don't think would would ever you know previous managers would never have taken off you know so absolutely you know he he is he is the the number one in the, in the club and no one no one kind of holds any um, I guess any any weight against yeah. him you know he is he is that man who makes the decisions and that and that's what you want you know just just the game on on, on Saturday was a, a perfect example he, he brings on um, John Duran with ten minutes to go. And he, he he gets the penalty for us, you know, whether it's a soft penalty or not, I think think it probably was a bit soft. Um, but yeah, it's um it you know, it's it's down to some of the changes that Emery makes, which is which is what you want from a manager.
0: I'm a second in the table. I'm living Liverpool are
1: three points clear. Exactly. I mean you must be I mean, I, I'm in dreamland. I, I didn't realize. I didn't think that this was going to happen. You must be. You must be the same, Chad. Like it's it's crazy oh, to nice think, of isn't it? Great, yeah. is it? It's great. it's not be awesome? a Exactly. Exactly. So, I think we just need to enjoy it. And I think to say sit on, like you said, second in the league, forty-two points from twenty games. Um, in the next round of the of the Conference League, even if we. Even if we didn't have such a, gr- a good second half to the season, even if we got, I don't know, 30 points, for example, out of the remaining games, um, I mean, to finish on 72 points when we did, was it 61 last season? Something it's like that, it's yeah. still fantastic.
0: Also, we don't have much luck with uh, with injuries and suspensions. Because we really miss Bubakar Kamara. He's been a crucial part. Of our midfield, hundred percent. Him, him.
1: I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because you think you know, Bubakar Kamara obviously got suspended for the three games, and and that's that's been a big big loss to us because he changes the way that. Douglas Luiz plays he changes the way that John McGinn has to play so that's that's a that's a loss in itself then you then you put into the and then you factor in into the case that Pau yeah. Torres was injured as well you know he's a huge player for us right now particularly yeah. in those games against the likes of Sheffield United or Burnley because he can play those passes um, into areas that other players won't won't make and then also Yuri Tielemans. I mean, he was, he was probably yeah. one of our best players before we got injured. So, yeah, I mean, we've had to cope with injuries. You know, I know a lot of other teams kind of moan about it, but Villa have had their fair share of injuries as well.
0: we' we'll look about Paul Torres and Yuri Tielemans. They take care of possession. It's very good control in the game.
1: I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Um, you know, we've, we've, it's, it's so funny, like a year in football such a long time, but you think, you think back to kind of, you know, Steven Gerrard and even Dean Smith, you know, we didn't have that kind of control that we have now. We didn't have that kind of technical ability. And in terms of, you know, making certain passes or setting up moves to, to create certain goals. I mean, some of the goals we're scoring, like are, are unbelievable. And but some of them are like the same type of goal, you know. Watkins peels off into an area, puts it across to Leon Bailey, who who finishes it, or 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 plays a low cross to Diaby, or or Moreno, or or Dini will or get a ball into the box, and you know. But we, so it's almost like teams know what we're going gonna do, but they just can't do anything to stop it, and that's that's
0: down to the players and the coaches. Because going back to Bibco, Kamara. I mean that's sad, you know. Isn't this, really?
1: Kamara sort of got involved. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I was at I was at the game, I was at Brentford, and I did, honestly, I I I'd done a put it out on, on Twitter, like the little clip, because I'd had a few drinks and we did a bit of a podcast after it. And um and Kev, who does the podcast with me, was like, Oh, what did you think about Boobakar Kamara getting sent off? And I was like, he got sent off. I didn't realize. I, honestly, I had no idea we'd been sent off. We were all we were all kind of worrying in the crowd that that Martinez was going to get sent off. And then, yeah, know he did. I know he did. So there was a bit of obviously a melee and stuff. And then, um yeah, I mean, it was silly. You didn't need to get involved. I mean, whether it was the referee wanting to just make him um, make an example of one of the players, you know. Oh. I've seen people do that and not necessarily get sent off in in, there in the past so but yeah he shouldn't you know he's he's given the referee a decision to make and ultimately we we have it has cost us a little bit you know because I I think had he played you know I think we maybe lose one of those games I still think we maybe lose against United we never do well there um, particularly as the way that the game played out but I think, that Sheff, I think that Sheffield United game, I think we win quite comfortably. And then, you know, we're not necessarily as, as worried against Burnley either with, with Kamara in the side. So, yeah, um, it was silly, but hopefully he's back now. You know, I, I wonder if he'll play on Saturday. I, I, yeah, I he you not know, Is, is, is he Yeah, he's box. back. Um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, he's back now. He's he's had the three games. So, yeah, he should be able to be selected against uh, Middlesbrough, which would be interesting to see, see how many changes... Um, Emery makes. To be honest,
0: we're going to talk about the next talking point now. Do you think the amount of games we are playing is starting to take effect on the squad with tiredness?
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm always one of those people that I think players. I, I think. In, in in isolation yes it has to you know you play that many number of games at the level that you're playing at the speed that the game is played at the intensity you know and the types of games that we had you know we obviously before this Christmas period we had Arsenal we had Man City we had Brentford so yes and we traveled to, to um, over to Bosnia for the conference league game so yes there will be some fatigue there but you know, I've I've not not at all at a level of um, of Premier League, but I've I've managed and coached teams at semi-professional level, and I can tell you that players love playing games. You know, like so, for a manager or a coach, yes, you might be able to see that a player's not quite as sharp, yeah. but players will love playing games. They don't like training. That they, they, they don't. They love playing yeah. matches. So they'll tell you they're not tired. They'll tell you that they can keep keep going and going and going. So um, And especially when you're winning, you know, if you, if Villa a second in the table, they they want they'll play again. If they they beat Burnley on Saturday, they'd have wanted another game on Sunday, because you know you you just want to keep that yeah. feeling going, you just want to keep winning. So, yeah, I, I do think it probably affected. I think probably what mostly affected them was just the lack of options. You know, like we had. We had those players out that we that we talked about Telemans, Kamara, and um, and Torres. But then you also factor in, you know, long term injuries to Buendia and Mings. Cash was injured. Um, you know, one or two other players were injured as well. So you, you you're going down to the bare bones really of of the squad. And then you're also asking players to come in that haven't really played at all. You know, the likes of Dendonka, the likes of Clement Longley, Ooh, yeah. um, and 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 less. It's probably less than fatigue. It's probably a la- little bit of lack of sharpness for those players. So, yeah, there's probably a combination of things. But as I said, I don't think I think these this rest now, this week off that they've had, mm-hmm. some players will play on on Saturday, some won't. Then you get ever you've got another week's rest for Everton. Then there's a two week gap or two and a bit week gap. Obviously, if, if we get through in the FA Cup, there's, there's there's less gap. But yeah, it's um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. By the time these games come through, they'll be absolutely fine and raring to go. We
0: got a break for the conference, league. The knockout stage, you don't start till March. So we got yeah. a break for that competition. Yeah, absolutely, that would, and that, yeah, that would do yeah. us
1: good. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, you know that will hundred percent do us good. And this is why I say about the FA Cup. You know, we're not in the Carabao Cup, so we haven't we haven't got to kind of worry about that. We've pretty much got. I know we play Newcastle on the Tuesday night at the end of January, but I don't know. I'm not sure there'll be many kind of midweek games coming up after that. So, like I say, by the time the conference league comes back around in March, we'll be at the probably the, the quarterfinal stage of the FA Cup. So, you know, if we get good draws, why not go for it? I, I don't understand, you know, why we wouldn't.
0: I don't think we should put a complete week to you, about. But like night, just a few changes maybe. But not too many. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know,
1: it'd be nice to see the likes of it'd be nice to see, you know, Dan Duncan again get a get a run out. Nice to see Tim Irig Bonham get a run out. Um John Duran, I imagine, will will play. Um Longley Chambers probably. And then, you know, the likes of Kamara probably comes back in. Um Jacob Ramsey, who seems to be getting a bit back to mm-hmm. back to fitness, I think he'll probably play, so, yeah, and um, I oh, know, I mean, there's not much else he can do at left back. I think Alex Moreno plays, yeah. so um, so yeah, so i think I think, like you said, I think it'll be a mixture, but I don't think it will be as you know I, I, well, I don't think we can, I don't think we I think a lot of our young players are either out on loan or not in not in the not in the squad, so yeah, I think he's going to play some of the first team players in the, in the side anyway.
0: Well, I'm going to talk about the Burnley game. I went to this game. got a season ticket holder. But what is your thoughts on the Burnley game? Um, first of all, great to
1: get the win. Um, and I hadn't hadn't realised you Know how kind of mixed our record had been against Burnley. You know, they, they, I mean, I'm not that players really take that into account too much, but you know, we, we, we tend to get frustrated against Burnley, you know, drawing quite a few times at home. I, I know we drew last season with them 1 1. I remember some 2 2 draws against them. I remember a 0 0 drawing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so to, to kind of get the winner late on was, um, was, was brilliant. And, um, I, I felt like, I, I wasn't at the game, so um, you can you can probably tell me a little bit. But I felt like the crowd were a little bit tense, particularly after the um, what happened against Sheffield United. I always, always felt
0: that in the game. Yeah, a bit, bit yeah. nervy. It was a little bit nervy.
1: Yeah, and um, and it was almost like you know, had that had that third goal gone in, I mean, we missed so many chances. When, once we got it to two one, had that third goal gone in, I think I think everything would have relaxed, but um you know sometimes playing against 10 men's difficult sometimes 10 men is is more difficult than playing against 11 v 11 and you know Burnley played well man they, they played really well and and i was i still think they will get relegated ultimately but i think that mm-hmm. the way that they play and i think the style that they've got i think they'll stick to their principles and, and continue that right the way through and they will pick up some results they will be tricky you know opponents for you know a, you know, some of the teams that are around us. So for us to get that win, I think was really important. You know, the three points is is massively important because like I've said before, the bit of a break that the players will have, um, that win will take the, the confidence through. I think we'll get through this kind of dodgy spell or semi-dodgy spell that we're having and we'll, we'll start to We'll start to kind of play with our usual freedom and a few players will start to come back fitter and you'll see like the bench having much more options for the players.
0: Because Emery, he's going with the winning mentality. That's what he's installed for the players.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. Um, And it, it's it's weird to think about, isn't it? You know, like a year ago, uh a year and a half ago we go 1-0 down we go or we get pegged back to 2-2 or we go 2-1 down in the game we don't win you know we we yeah. don't we haven't got that we're doing it, we don't have that mentality to come back and now all of a sudden you know whether it's whether it's we go 1-0 down away from home we can come back to win 2-1 whether it's 10 minutes to go we we can get get a goal back whether it's a minute to go we get a goal back you know you look at the Bournemouth game we're 2-1 down with 2 minutes to go Ollie Watkins scores a, a wonderful header to get a point for us. You know, so we we've got all the elements now to of a of a very, very, very good side. You know, what what the next step is is to kind of maintain that that consistency to keep a Champions League push and um, to win something—that's that's the next step. There's no there's nothing else ready for the players to do. They know how to win games. They know how to win four, five, six games in a row. They know how to come back from behind. So next step is to, like I say, Champions League potentially, and and or win something.
0: Because with the Burnley game, it wasn't an easy game. We had to dig deep at times.
1: Yeah yeah well it's it's kind of been like that for the whole of december like if you if you look at the games you know um man city we were absolutely fantastic um and that i would probably say that was our most convincing performance of, across the month um but you look at you know brentford away we had to co- we had to come back from behind we had to dig deep you know bournemouth as i said before we had to come back you know they really they really played well against us um you know Arsenal we had to really defend well and 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 Sheffield United you know frustrating game couldn't score few decisions go against mm-hmm. us we managed to sneak a point and then Burnley like you say you know have to we had to dig deep but it, it's funny because you play against teams that are you know a lot of the time as it gets to this yeah. stage of the season the hardest games are against the teams that are either challenging for Champions League or titles or you know, or fight enough relegation. Those are your toughest games. You know, you, the mid the mid level teams, they'll win they'll, they'll win one, they'll lose one, they'll probably play a few young players or whatever. But it's 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 the team, it's the Burleys, it's the Lutons, it's the you know, the Evertons that'll be tough games because they need any point they can get.
0: Well at the guy. What all the go out the side here. They scored the goal.
1: Typical. <laughs> 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 typical, mate. That's typical. Um, you mean that Louise's penalty? Yeah, you the know, Louise's penalty, yeah. Oh, mate. Gutted. gutted. Always, always,
0: always seem to bring them luck. Yeah. yeah.
1: Leaving early
0: brings them good
1: luck. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe they've got you to thank. Maybe Dougie needs to get on the phone to you, mate, and uh, say thanks, <laughs> thanks for leaving. Uh, <laughs> but I managed to to score the pen. I mean, it only just went in as well. That was the uh, that was the other
0: thing. So you are going to talk about was uh, your player of the match against Burnley. was your player of the match?
1: Um, I th- I think it has to, has to be Leon Bailey. I did I did my um I did my kind of quick instant reaction after the game, and I thought, you know, obviously getting the goal, um. I, I thought we probably could have given him the ball even more because every time he gets it at the moment, he looks like he's going to take, you know, he looks like he's going to beat his fullback. He can go inside, he can go outside. And obviously he was the catalyst for, for getting the penalty. So yeah, I think Leon Bailey for me would be, would have been the the man of the match there. Definitely. Like, um, and, and yeah, he's, he's, he's just a different player this season. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and then once Moussa Diaby, it was good for him to get a goal. Once he gets back to, you know, his kind of full uh, capacity, they will be a scary combination again, which is uh, which is exciting
0: to think of. Can Leon Bailey is one of my favourite players at the moment, especially this season. He does scoring get for the park. He does. He does. He does. Doesn't he? Uh, I think it's
1: like seven in total for the season. Well, I don't know if that. I think is it was seven in total for the season. Maybe six in the Premier League. I'm not, I'm not sure. He might even have more this season in, in all competitions. But yeah, he is. Um, he's he's just frightening at the moment. And um, you know, Villa Villa have always been a, in a been a team that have loved having like you know wingers that can excite t- uh, excite fans. You know, you look, you go right back. I mean, my my original heroes. It might be a bit before your time, but my yeah. original heroes are Mark Walters and uh, and Tony Daly. Um, and, you know, we've always had those type of wingers. You'd think Ashley Young, um, and now you're looking at Leon Bailey and, and Moussa Diaby, you know, that's what we pay our money to see. We want to see those players who can take players on and, and, and you know, and get, get people excited.
0: Because Leon Bailey, he's absolutely everywhere. He really works hard for the team.
1: He does. He does. And that's something that I think Emery's put into him. Like, you know, there's maybe when he first joined, it, there was maybe a little bit of a, an element of, you know, running when, sprinting when we had the ball, but not necessarily wanting to kind of do the other side, not wanting to maybe get back in and help out. But now he has got everything, you know, he's he's um, yeah, he's, he's he's absolutely phenomenal. I know they're talking about new contracts and stuff like that. So I think he 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 deserves it, and um, just just hope that he continues that that you know that real good form for the rest of the season. Because I don't know, like ten ten to twelve goals from Leon Bailey, you know, ten to twelve goals from a uh, Moussa Diaby can can get us, you know, can can really push us right up that league, keep us where we are. You know, that that's that's what that's what that's what wins you games. You know,
0: Bailey keeps getting better and better. Under Unai yeah. Emery, he's improved so many players. I never yeah. used to like Leon on Bally that much. Not yeah, well, he was. He was well,
1: exactly. He was. He was. He was very frustrating player, wasn't he? And you know, he him along with, I don't know, along with. You you could you could make a case for every single player. I mean, you only have to look at where we are in the league to to say that. But you could make a case for every single player. Improving in some way under Unai Emery, and a lot of it comes from a clear plan, a clear strategy. A lot of it comes from you know, like I said at the start, not being afraid to take certain players off uh, in, uh, and make changes in games. So players are on the toes; they don't want to be they don't want to be substituted. Um, and also, you know, when everyone's fit, you look at the bench, and you've probably got a you know you've probably got a Duran, Zaniolo, Telemans. Um, You've you've got a Leon Bailey or or a um, or a Musa Diaby on the bench, so yeah. you know you've got a long lay on the bench. You've pr- maybe even got Diego Carlos on the bench. You've you've got international players sitting on the bench waiting to take your place, and that's that's important in any team.
0: Can you show you the reason why Dean Swift signed him? Can you show the good reason why now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably. I mean,
1: Embiid Buendias had been unlucky with injuries, don't get me wrong, and he was starting to play really well um, towards the end of last season and um, and in, into pre-season, so it's really unlucky for him to get his injury. But you have to say that, you know, Leon Bailey is, at the moment, is is the probably the most successful of those signings, you know, that replaced Jack Grealish, if you remember. Obviously, it was Bailey, Ings and Buendias, mm-hmm. so... You know, Leon Bailey is, is is showing his worth. So, and, and it also shows, you know, sometimes players need the right manager and need a little bit of time. You know, some players will come into a team and, and hit the ground running straight away. Other players maybe take a season or so, and then they can, they then they find their find their feet. So, yeah, you know, long may it continue though for 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 Bailey because he is uh, he's really dangerous.
0: I thought Leon Bailey, he was very clever. The way he contributed to winning the penalty. You know, in the build up before the penalty. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He was brilliant, you know,
1: and and also to do that right at the end of the of the game, you know, to still have the the you know, the running power, the fitness to kind of continue to do that, because it would be easy for him to, you know. I guess, pass the ball backwards or to just put a ball into the box. But no, he was determined enough to try and beat the player to get into the box and then to kind of cut it back. And obviously that that pass didn't go exactly where he wanted it to, but it, it caused problems in the defence. Um, so, yeah, you know, and he's got the confidence to do it. You know, again, maybe a year, a year and a half ago, he doesn't do that. Um, but because he's playing with such confidence, he's, he's thinking I can beat this fullback every time I get the ball.
0: Uh, Rich, just go and drink a water. No problem. There was a lot of VAR offside decisions in the game. What did you make of the referee in that game?
1: I think, I think he probably did better than the referee in the Sheffield United game. If, if I'm being honest, um, I mean the off, the offside things, are it's, it is what it is, isn't it? It's either offside or it's not offside. So you can't really do much about that. Um, you know, obviously the, the goal that was disallowed for Burnley was very, very close. Um, the goal that was, you know, that, that Ollie Watkins was deemed to be onside, which is great for us. So you know you can't, you can't really do anything about that. The sending off, I guess he's left with no alternative on that one. Uh um, was, was, yeah, exactly. You could see that. You could see that. Uh, and as I said before, you know that it did kind of really galvanise them. To be honest, they did start to play quite well after that. Um, not that they weren't playing well before, but they really did. Uh, and the penalty, you know, I think fair play to him. You know, he made he makes the decision. And that's what we that's what we were kind of, you know, criticizing the referee in the Sheffield United game for not doing. Like he didn't make any decision. In, so then VAR takes a look at it and goes, Well, it's not enough for us to kind of say that he's made a mistake. Whereas had he made a decision and said, right, that's a penalty, or he'd have made a clear decision to say it's not a penalty and just not and, and, and rather than just leaving it. Um, you know that's where VAR can't really say anything. So with the penalty, I think yeah, because he gave it, there wasn't enough for them to say that's not a penalty. You know, so fair play to him. I think um, I think we can count our lucky stars with that one.
0: What about the Diego Carlos that bull shout? Yeah, not have about that.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't really know what they wanted to happen because it would have been a free kick and a yellow card, I suppose. There's nothing else that he, he they could have given like I don't think they could have sent him off like it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity um it wasn't in the box so it wouldn't have been a penalty so I'm not really sure what they were complaining about with that one um I guess yeah I guess it was just and I don't think VAR can jump into that because it wasn't um it wasn't a it wasn't a situation where it
0: wasn't a at
1: no, it wasn't. I mean, look, it was a handball, so you you wouldn't have argued if he'd have given a free kick and maybe shown him a yellow card. But I just I don't really know. And I'm not really sure why they were so kind of angry about it when they wouldn't have really got anything out of it other than a, other than a free kick on the edge, of, like just outside the box. Which, yes, fair enough, is a great position, but you know, it's not a penalty. It's not. It wouldn't have been a send off. So, yeah, I don't know. So
0: we're gonna talk about the Middlesbrough guy. What do you expect from Middlesbrough
1: on Saturday? Well, look,
0: it's I think
1: I think they'll be up for it. You know, they're a good side, aren't they? They've got a good manager in Michael Carrick. He seems to have done quite well. We've got quite a good link with them. They've got Aaron Danks there, and they've they've took players on loan for from us for last season. And obviously, they look like they're going to sign um, Finners as. Um, they're not in great form in the pre, in in the Championship. They're a bit up and down. Um, and they've also got this Carabao Cup semi-final which are, which obviously they they've got in a few days after it so how how seriously they take this FA Cup game I'm not too sure yeah. you know I think they probably make a few changes you know as Villa will but so yeah it's a difficult one to call Chad like I'm not I'm not quite sure whether they it would it wouldn't make sense for them to go with a first choice team when they've got a semi-final on the on the Tuesday or Wednesday, it just wouldn't make sense. So, I do think think that they'll make quite a few changes.
0: I if in Middlesbrough? They've got a chance against Chelsea because Chelsea are not as good as, any, as they were.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: you you bang on. Like
1: the you've got to think, why not go for it? You know, you've got you 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 two games away from Wembley. Um, so you've got to you've got to put all your eggs in that basket they're at home as well on tuesday night so they've got a tuesday evening game against villa um and then kind of 48 hours afterwards they've they've, they've got another game you know so i think all their or a lot of their thought process will be going into that chelsea game because they're at home as well so they'll want they will want to get a good you know result in that to take to Stamford bridge um, I know they've got a couple of good young players, and I know they've got, you know, they've got a couple of good strikers, but they've, they've been, they've been hampered with the fact that they haven't gone up, you know, in the last two or three seasons. So
0: the they've money average, in the club. they have been rich this season.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they have. I mean, they're. Where are they in the league at the moment? Um, 12th is currently. Right yeah, currently sitting in 12th place. So yeah, I mean, they've they've pretty much won. They've won one eleven and lost twelve, so yeah, very inconsistent side. Um, and um, but yeah, they they haven't got the financial, they haven't got the financial power that they had, you know, a few years back when they've when they had the parachute payments and stuff. So they're having to do things a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think we've got to be going into it confident because, as I say, we we've got a good opportunity here to win the game. Um, win the game well and um, and as I say Millsborough will have it's it's impossible for them not to have you know half an eye on on the semi-final like you just you just you just would go
0: back them to get the result still Villas should still get the job done I think. Even with yeah, the I, I agree. yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think
1: I think all the things lining up, you know as I say, Villa winning the last game, a couple of players coming back. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if, you know, obviously Pau Torres came on against, um, against Burnley. So he might play, you know, he might need a bit more fitness um and um and 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 hopefully you know Yuri Tielemans is is somewhere back to fitness as well that would be good i'm not sure if he is but that would be really good if he is bubakar kamara is obviously back from suspension so there'll be there'll be good enough players out on that pitch to to beat middlesbrough and also you know i do keep saying it but with them having a semi final coming up on the tuesday they they will they will certainly have a half an eye on that so we'll probably make changes to rest players ready for that game,
0: so as long as we don't be complacent,' Steve each off season, but you never know in the cut it's always shocks,
1: yeah uh, yeah, well, I mean, don't we know it we we haven't we haven't won a game in the third <laughs> round for eight years, I know some of those have been against man United, but um but yeah i mean the the stevenage game is is the prime example of that so yeah we can't take we can't take them lightly um, i'm a, i'm actually going to the game as well so i want to see us get the win i'm taking my my son um so yeah i want to see us get the win I as well a great so, um, yeah hopefully
0: hopefully Does it change the record that's
1: what we're going to do Ex- yes exactly <laughs> An- another record for unai emery to break that would be that would be good
0: so realistically, how far do you think we can go in the FA Cup this season?
1: Like I say, I think I think it's one to assess. Once we, if we could, like, you know, we could, we could get beat on we could get beat on Saturday. We could do, but I think um, if we can get to like the fifth or sixth round, I think that would be fairly satisfactory. Um, like I said before, once you once that once the conference league comes back around in march, once you see where you are in the league as well, you know if we're continuing to have really good results in the league and we're still second and we're still challenging for the title, you know we are, we are actually in a title race, then you probably say, you know what? We probably need to focus on conference league and 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 Premier League. Um, but if we drop off in the in the league and we're still in the FA Cup, then you really go for the FA cup. So yeah, I think a lot of it depends on where we are in the league, but I, I think we can I think we can make a decent fist of it and get to kind of fifth round or sixth round. that would that would be kind of satisfactory for me.
0: Cause in my opinion, I think it's going to be difficult. With Illinois, Emery, I think the main focus will be Champions League qualification. Yeah, yeah,
1: agreed. Well, Spits um particularly the position we're in now, I know he kind of doesn't really like to say much in the in his in his press conferences and stuff or when he's interviewed after the game, but you know, you know well as I Chad, you know, to the players in the dressing room, he will be saying, We've got a shot at getting we've got a shot at doing something special here. You know, you get forty two points in the first twenty games. Mm-hmm. You know, you replicating somewhere near that. You 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 are you're pushing for the league. So absolutely.
0: Doesn't go with the Champions League as well. It's what it brings as well. They've so got more revenue. It, it also attracts quality players as well.
1: It does. It does. You know, I, I mean, you've got to be
0: careful with it though.
1: You know, you, you know, look at Newcastle this season um they've kind of suffered a little bit from from playing in those games because they're very very high intensity um and um and especially if it's your first yeah. season in it you know it, it can be difficult but yes absolutely you know and we've got the best manager for it at the, you know one of the best in the premier league at kind of managing those situations so absolutely you've got to take it when it comes as well you know if if it comes that is you know And
0: good and as well. Around yeah. the world, it would
1: really help as well. It would, it would. I mean, we've we've obviously done our tours to Australia. We've done our tours to to um, America. Um, so it would only increase that that visibility of us across the world. You know, you you look at the likes of Chelsea still, the Man Uniteds, and 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 those clubs. They still they still command you know huge audiences because they're so big and they were they were winning Premier Leagues when it was at its peak, whereas Villa are kind of trying to play a bit of catch up. You know, we were in the championship for three years and that, that's a long time, you know, people forget about you. Um, And then, and you know, you look at it now, like none of the media are really talking about Villa, even though we're in second position, none of them are talking about Villa being anywhere near the the race for the title, which is fine. You know, it's fine, but it would just be nice to be mentioned at, at certain periods to say, like, look, Villa are there, you know, they've got to be considered, but like, they're not even considering. They're still talking about Man United maybe making a push or Tottenham making a push when, you know, as far well,
0: as well, well, I Tottenham never yeah. won the league. But I mean, you know, Gary Neff and Jamie Carriga. like they not, no Villa was to the team of the season so far. Yeah. Find yeah, well, that, that's,
1: they that's,
0: we'll that sums it up. All. Yeah.
1: yeah it sums it up you know I know you know we had a chat about it on 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 our podcast the other night and a few pe- you know a few of the guys on on it were saying you know it's it could be it could be argued either way maybe two or three villa players could have been in there but maybe you know you can understand but I just felt like yeah it's just, it's a little bit it's a little bit cheap you know but hey it is what it is you know they've got a they've got an audience to to kind of cater to West Ham could have said you know Paqueta could have been in there and, and one or two others but yeah it, it is a bit frustrating because every time Villa win every time Villa continue to win though know, beating man City beating Arsenal beating Tottenham um you know beating Brighton it's like ah well you know but they' they'll probably drop off or you know that those teams weren't at their best or whatever 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 it's never it's never like you know Villa are are the real deal. And that's... But we've got to, we've got to prove it.
0: We've got to keep, keep going and just keep winning games. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, cause of, because of Pundits, the Pundits, they seem to find that London and Manchester teams, Look, that's what we're going to get top four to prove to everybody else.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, obviously Newcastle have gate crashed that a little bit. Um, they're having a bit of a tough time, tough season at it now. But yeah, you know, that, that hopefully that kind of, you know, that I guess the order of things is starting to change. But we've not done anything yet. You know, we haven't. We've got to keep we've got to keep winning. We've got to keep Yeah, exactly, mate. And uh but it is, as you said right at the start, it is it is fantastic, you know, to be where we are at the moment, to have the manager that we've got. To have the players that we've got is is just unreal. All oh, I
0: we to do both this season, Champions League and win a trophy.
1: Don't be noise. That would be amazing, mate. Honestly, that would be that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? I mean, with two things that we haven't, two things that we haven't had in in so long. I mean, last time we won something real, really big was the the. The Carling Cup in ninety-six. Oh, the um, cool, Euro. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Um and then last time we were in in you know in European Cup or Champions League was around the time when we won it. So yeah, you're talking a long, long time ago now. So that would be amazing if we could if we could bring back Champions League nights to Villa Park because the conference league nights have been good. So the Champions League nights would be unreal.
0: So well, we've had some good moments in two thousand twenty-three. so well, what is your favourite goal, Rich? From last year? That's
1: a really good question. Um, there's a couple, really. I really liked. I really liked the goal against. Um, I really liked the goal against Newcastle for Jacob Ramsey. I thought that was a that was a really good moment and that really set us up for that game and that was probably our best performance of last season when we beat them 3-0. I really like that goal. I really like the goal that Louise scored against Tottenham, the free kick, um because again we haven't really done um as well against uh, Spurs, you know, in the past at, at Villa Park. I remember a couple of last minute winners that Tottenham had yeah. and so that was that was a big moment, I thought, in 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 the in the league for us getting to European football. And then I think this season, Bailey's goal against Man City. I mean, what a moment that was! Just just unreal, unbelievable. Um, yeah, yeah. So I probably I'd have probably have to say those 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 three. Um, I know Michael's in the chat there said Arsenal goal. That was that was a great goal, the Coutinho one. That was a really oh, good yeah. goal. I've
0: even looked at the Coutinho goal. Oh, not the build-up to that. Mm, Typical has goal.
1: It was. It was. And as I said to you, mate, there's been so many t- goals like that. You know, that, that type, same type of move, same type of run that teams just can't defend against. But, yeah. And
0: play from the back.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of a couple of goals away from home that have been really good, but... I guess I mean the, the Ollie Watkins header was a was a cracking goal against Bournemouth. That was fantastic. Um
0: and John McGinn versus Chelsea.
1: Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great goal.
0: But also we're gonna talk about what's one of our best moments. What do you think is the best moment of two thousand twenty three for Aston Villa?
1: it's got to be it's got to be secure in European football you know taking it to that last game against Brighton and beating Brighton I know the kind of stars aligned a little bit for us that they'd already qualified for the Europa League but you know to, to think of where we were when Emery took over and then to be in the last game at home needing a victory to get European football again was was fantastic so yeah, for me, it's gotta be gotta be secure in European football.
0: Well, I've got a few top three moments. I mean, the one you said about securing Conference League football. Then you want know beating Man United at Villa Park, first time in twenty seven years. Yeah. And the other moments I've got as well, beating Man City. An Arsenal in a space of a week.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was just incredible. Um, and as as we said at the start, you know that or earlier on that 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 probably did take quite a lot out of the players in terms of you know mental uh, mental strain and and obviously physicality. But yeah, I mean that that really did set us up, you know, to be kind of in that Champions League conversation because. Yes, we'd won loads of home games in a row, but we hadn't really played against the Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City's of this world. And then to beat them both, as you said, inside a week was just was just incredible. So, yes, there's been some great moments. Honestly, there's been some brilliant moments. But um,
0: hopefully there's many more to come, Chad. <laughs> you get in the calendar year. Early Man City. And a better record than Villa. That's amazing. Yeah. 80,
1: was it 80, 81 points or something? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we had the best home record across 2023. Um, out of every team. Um, I saw someone as well posted of all of the top five leagues across Europe. Villa were the fifth or joint fifth in the most points in 2023. So um yeah, there was only two two clubs in England, like Man City and Villa in the top ten, I think. So yeah, we've we've done fantastically well across the year.
0: Was it in the current year? Was it like fifty-three points? So was, yeah. yeah in the current
1: year, yeah. Yeah, fifty-three points at home, which is I mean, you th- you think before, we we were bit bit kind of dodgy at home, you know, we've under Gerard, under Dean Smith, under Steve Bruce. We weren't weren't phenomenal at home, so yeah, to to kind of turn it around and, and make Villa Park an actual real fortress is is that's the key to any sort of challenge and challenge at the top of the table. That you've got to win your home games, and
0: we've obviously shown
1: that we can do that.
0: I'm going to ask you uh, the final question now. What positions do you think we need to strengthen in the January window?
1: Um, I mean, me personally, I would probably look at right back, backup goalkeeper, and um, kind of support striker, whether that be a player that can play, um, you know, in a front position or out wide. I'll probably say those three positions for me would be the main ones. Um, I wouldn't want to make too many signings just because I think January is a difficult time to get players in and to get them settled. Um but I think yeah I think that would be my my choice. Whether I don't think he's going to go for a goalkeeper I think he's going to keep with what he's got. Um it's but I think got
0: goalkeepers
1: but there's not many goalkeepers out there. There isn't there isn't um They've said they want a young goalkeeper, and they're probably be like a young English sort goalkeeper. You know, maybe one from the Championship. That kind of thing you can come in and be an understudy. So that would probably be something that they would do. Whether they do that in January or not is—I don't think they would, because if if a, if a young keeper's playing regularly in the Championship, they're not going to come to the Premier League to sit on the bench, and it doesn't work, it doesn't work them any good. Um, but right back, I think we'll do. And then obviously this wide forward who can play up front. I think the rumors are that this lad from. Um, this lad from Hellas, Verona, Cyril Ngongi, I think he's called. The rumours are that we've we've kind of agreed a fee. I'm not 100% sure whether that's happened or not, You know whether that's his agent trying to force a move through, I don't know. But we are certainly looking at players in that area. And then the right-back, obviously Jeremy Frimpong from Bayer Leverkusen has been kind of oh, touted yeah, around. Christ. He'd be fantastic. But whether we could get him in January, I don't know.
0: Well, obviously, the cash. We need competition for Matty
1: Cash. Yeah, we do. We do. and also just to give him, you know, yeah, just to give another option. Um, I quite like the lad from Leicester. I quite like James Justin from Leicester. I would, I would be looking at him if, um, if it was me. But yeah, we'll see.
0: I think we need a striker as mm. well. I think. Yeah, have you got, have Yeah, you're well... about to. Uh, because John Duran to be linked to a move, away
1: yeah, AC Milan, it look, looked like they're interested. Again, I don't know whether that's Duran's agent trying to trying to tout him out for a move. I'm not too sure. Um, because whether, you know, we would wanna we would want to make back quite a lot of money or or we wanna we'd wanna make a profit on that. So I don't know whether on the money that we've spent we, we've outlaid on him, I don't know whether AC Milan can afford that. And then I don't know if it's worth us sending him out on loan. Um, when we when we could just keep him at the club. So I'm not sure there's too much truth in that. But yes, if they could kind of move him on and potentially get someone else in. But I would still be looking for someone as well as John German. If I'm, if I'm being good morning,
0: honest. Good you know, you Watkins. If he gets injured, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll go have a little look. Before we finish off, Rich, go look at some comments. Yeah, of course. So That's what looks cool. Yeah, yeah, local Huggins. We need to keep our discipline and stop picking up silly silly cards.
1: Yeah, we, we have been a bit, um, I, I guess, a bit um, techy with regards to picking up cards in games. So, yeah, we definitely need to get back to that kind of level-headedness and, and not kind of conceding too many silly fouls and picking up silly cards because you don't want su- you don't want suspensions
0: So get a few more we'll get a few more comments and John Blavians on the believer mate we are as well yeah <laughs> we are we are as is uh,
1: Emmy yeah. Martinez yeah let's have a little look, look probably one more comment we'll
0: have a little look just if you we go up a little bit Oh uh, yeah, let's look. Yeah, Mulka Huggins. I think Rich had a few more. The one drink. Missing that sending off.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I did actually. Um it was funny. It was at the Brentford game and um yeah, we wanted to do I usually do like an instant reaction after the game and I was um I was at the game. We'd obviously had a uh, had a yeah. few drinks, and uh, we obviously won, which was brilliant. And uh, Kev again, like Kev, as I say, does the podcast with me along with the other lads. I was oh, like, well, why don't we go live? Why don't we do it live? So yeah, did it live, and um, and it was it was pretty funny. So yeah, it was good.
0: Well, to bring this episode to a close, thank everyone for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast. Please give it a like, share, and subscribe to, to my channel. Remember to make sure to keep your post notifications turned on. Also, please let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Thank you so much, Rich, for your time.
1: Uh, Any time, mate. It's been really good fun. Thank you very much for inviting me on.
0: We're going to wrap up this episode with Up the Villa.